This is the B-Team Podcast, brought to you by Jackrabbit Illustrated. The B-Team is presented by Drake's Place in Battle, South Dakota, and sponsored by Jackrabbit Central and Shenanigans in Sioux Falls. Now, here are your B-Team hosts, Brendan and Ben. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome in. We are the B-Team with Jackrabbit Illustrated. Um brought to you by our title sponsors cottonwood bistro and drake's place of course with their delicious food up in bottle south dakota we are part of the fcs fans nation network of podcasts and we are more than excited to bring to you a hastily brought together playoff edition thanksgiving week edition podcast and it's been a a mess for everybody. Chad was almost late, and he's always way ahead of time. And Ben, you've got your own set of life issues, and I'm I am I am broadcasting from uh, my 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 parents' bedroom uh, in Wisconsin here, while everybody else stays upstairs and kind of hangs out. So uh, you know, and, but Ben, go ahead and tell tell about your little latest escapade that well, led to your earliest appearance actually yeah yeah i've got a little heater issue going on and of course it always happens like right before a holiday like it's i mean nobody's gonna be open Mm -hmm. tomorrow pretty much everybody's gonna be open or closed friday too and so uh Mm -hmm. yeah my i figured out i think it's my blower mortar capacitor i went and got one from a local guy right before this so we'll we'll uh everybody keep their fingers crossed that that's that's the fix and we'll be we'll be with heat through the weekend so and, and I was busy eating a brisket sandwich at Shenanigans, so <laughs> they should be happy hey. dropping a little coin at that wonderful sponsor of ours. It was good. It wasn't your brisket, though. I mean, but well, I mean, most isn't. I, 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 uh, I just don't order brisket very often when I'm out and about, unless I'm in Texas. I just really don't. But um, I used to get big rig barbecues all the time, actually, in Sioux Falls. That was really good. But uh, it does yeah, seem most geese. places brisket is dry. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's hard. Like, it's hard. Well, they got to make it. And That's then what I mean. Yeah. It's got to sit around. It's not like you can eat it straight off the smoker, like when, when Brendan does it. Well, mm-hmm. well, the trick is with that, since we're already we're going off topic already, the yep. trick is well, if, if you're going to a barbecue place and they don't have their hours based off of when we run out, we're done, then you're not going to get uh, the best barbecue because they're having to have it. They're, they're make, having to make a whole pile of it and then have it sit in warmers and it's going to dry out and and all that stuff. It's just the well, way it goes. There's a reason those the best barbecue joints are like once we're out we're out because you can't just whip up a brisket in 10 minutes well famous dave's tells me they're real good barbecue i refuse i actually now you made it worse now i got another story <laughs> oh I, uh, no up i'm here sorry Hay- up up by my folks place in hayward wisconsin the original famous dave has his restaurant up here after he sold out it was a famous dave's but then it mysteriously burned down right about the time his non-compete clause was up and then he had a brand new smoker barbecue place built and that place was good but compared the rest of the famous dave's well you know maybe they'll sponsor someday so you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna throw darts i know drake's place is far better than famous dave's and it's not even close i, I I'll, I'll bring that full circle 
Yeah, welcome everybody to BBQ Talk with Brendan. <laughs> well, we could talk about frozen custard and butter burgers too. Yeah, we had a hundred butter the other night. So. Yeah, basketball team got a hundred butter. Oh, yeah. My mom tells people don't ask me about smoking things when, <laughs> like, family members. She's she tells my she told my grandma like just don't just don't bring it up. Don't yeah, your your don't. wife even chimed in. <laughs> oh no, here we go. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's a. That's the wrong way. All of a sudden, this goes <laughs> sideways. Yeah, and Scott um, Scott but, wants us to get on with the show here, so we will. All right. right. Um, no, Patrick likes it, so get out of here. You know, it's, we're, <laughs> we're split off. I want we're we're dividing BT Mafia right now. We got a whole we got a whole mess. <laughs> food, no food. All right. Uh, anyway, um, we're happy because we got the big win against UND yes. on Saturday, mm-hmm. which. As we tried to tell people going into it, it's not a given, and it, it wasn't. It was a battle, yeah. and that's that's a team that finished in the lower half of the Missouri Valley, but it's a good team. They they would have made a lot of noise in the playoffs against some of the or against probably I don't know at least half the first round teams they would have made some noise against. So um, that that was a good win anyway. Anyway, anyway, you see it. Yeah, you know. Um... You look back on it, and yeah, you could say I know on Matt Zimmer on his podcast that it was kind of uh, almost lackadaisical. But on the flip side, UND didn't lose to a single one of the top four teams in the Missouri Valley Conference by more than a touchdown. Like, none of them. It was a one-possession game just like ours for almost every game. Um, They're one of those teams where they were like a play away in most games. I'm not going to go into the officiating. Uh, Matt and Kyle did a great job of going over that. I don't think that's necessary. Um, you know, did, was that probably a touchdown? Yeah, I think so. But it's also kind of one of those things that I I like to say all the time is if you're the better team, you'll win anyways. And that's what the Jacks did. They went out, responded, stopped them, marched back down, scored a touchdown anyways. So, um, but overall, it was what needed to happen. Um, you know, Chris played a good game. I think, uh, the hogs had a pretty good game. You know, it was nice seeing Isaiah. Isaiah ripped off some big gash yardage. Um, Pierre had some great runs overall. I think it was a pretty, pretty good game overall by the whole team. I mean, this wasn't like, uh, getting say beat 52 to what 20 or something for the last game of the year. Cause that would be really embarrassing. Um, but, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> speaking of which, we'll we'll recap last weekend's games in a bit. But um, I did want to mention it was awesome seeing Isaiah Davis back out there. Um, he, you could tell he was getting going, and especially in the second half, I think we started to find our identity identity a little bit. Um, the touchdown that should have been would have made it. Um, I believe that would have been seventeen points in the second half. Um, which is a good half. And um, I think we saw them switch from that RPO look to more of a pistol back look. Mm. And it it seemed to really work. Uh, It works well with Davis. And I think it even worked better with Pierre. Um, Guys were just hitting holes better. It seemed like the holes were opening up and we could hit them before they collapsed. Um, So I expect to see more of that on Saturday. Um, But overall, it it was good to see. Uh, yeah, like Patrick says, the Valley is so deep this year. 
and it's true. I mean, you saw it. You saw it this weekend. I mean, we can roll into recapping the games from last weekend. Um, you know, the one we'll we'll touch on first in terms of the valley being deep is Youngstown State whooping Southern Illinois, right? Thirty-five to eighteen, and the, Southern Illinois is a team that they weren't a lock if they lost. They ended up no. being the last two in into the playoffs. So they almost played themselves out of a playoff spot against Youngstown State, a team that you know didn't really have much to play for. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how Southern Illinois bounces back after that one. Um, but the uh, the picks, do you do you realize what uh, what transpired over over we last weekend? Bad weekend. I, I I guarantee we had a bad weekend. Well, I uh, I had a bad. I had what some would call a bad weekend. I I was two and seven, uh, which isn't isn't good by any some, stretch of the imagination. Some some would call it not everybody, but some yeah. people would call it bad. But what's really bad, oh, and no. like is almost oh, it's so it's so bad. It's so it's hard to do. Brendan went zero and nine. Woo! That's Ow. that oh. is something. That's terrible. Something oh my god! To behold, um, you, you almost have to know what you're doing to be that bad. Yeah, like yeah, like and, you couldn't actively try to be that bad and nail it that good. Yeah, so that's fun. Um, you, yeah. I could tell you definitely picked the the first three games with your what you wanted to happen. Uh, well, two of them anyway. Maybe. Um, <laughs> so uh, we both picked Montana State. Montana had a big statement win. They went into Montana Ooh. State and won, or no, they were at Montana and won twenty nine yep. to ten. That was a statement for Montana. Um, it'll be interesting again to see how Montana State bounces back from that going into playoffs. They held on to an eight seed. Uh, we'll show you the playoff bracket in a little bit. Um, East Tennessee, they did what they needed to do. They held on against Mercer. That was a very close game, 38-35. to 35. Mercer ended up covering that. Um, Sacramento State beat UC Davis 27-7. to 7. They secured their four seed, and we'll talk about them later. Uh, Dixie State covered by half a point. Um, of course they did. They <laughs> of course yeah. they did. Yeah, I went zero nine by half a point. This is garbage. Yeah. The Podfather says we may need to put a disclaimer on our pick segments. You guys are losing people's houses, <laughs> right? Um, or because <laughs> this was originally Fade Brendan. If they listen to the name of the segment, they're buying new houses. You know, if, if they're fading Brendan, they're having a pretty good year. I mean, that was a hell of a week for him if they faded me. Exactly. Uh, Patrick mentions can't believe Mercer didn't get into the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of uh, crazy if they if they win that game. Uh, I mean, right? They're, if, yeah, they're for sure in, and they almost won it. Yeah, I, I think part of the sticky wicket there was they. I, I believe they're lot, they they ended the season at seven and four, but um, one of their one of their one of their wins was against Point University, who I think the whole SoCon should probably stop scheduling i mean there's a lot mm. of you know they, they, it's one of those things where yeah it sucks um that but that's also the way the rules are and when you don't have any statement wins um mm. do i necessarily think you and i should have been in over them no but when you look at the teams that were left they're the only ones with big wins 
and compared to a team like Mercer, it, I mean, that's, it's just brutal. Um, and it's, it, it sucks for the team and the coaching staff. Um, the administration just needs to schedule better is mm-hmm. what that boils down to. And it's frustrating. We've seen it happen to other teams before too. Um, it yeah. could have happened to the Jacks this year. You know, we, we talked about that this year. We were talking about that because technically um, we only had seven wins with the, with the Lindenwood game on there, mm-hmm. you know, and that's why winning this last game was so important. So, right. Um, and that's, you know, we, we talk about, you know, people talk about our, our cupcakes we schedule in, in uh, out of conference. They yep. can't do that because of their conference. And so they, mm-hmm. it's just a little, it's a different way of scheduling based on what mm-hmm. conference you're in. Um, so the uh, other Missouri Valley games that happened, Indiana State went on a good note. They beat Illinois State, who was kind of hot, uh, 15 of to 10. Did. Yeah, Illinois State. That was a smart even. pick I made there. Illinois would, State was rolling, and then. They sure were. Well, yeah, shut up. Uh, Get out of here. Get out of here. You oh, and God. I covered by a lot 41 to three and we both picked western illinois obviously Mm -hmm. um and then we mentioned youngstown state whooped siu and esu whooped usd um i think a little bit of a hangover there from the the game against us you know it's we've seen it before whether it's games against us or ndsu um especially when you have to go play one or the other after that game it's just uh, you know those games take a physical toll on you and it's tough to do that two games in a row. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And they, they, they fell behind right away by a pile of points. And, um, you know, it, that, that's one of those games where I hope they both could lose, but we both, we all know that can't happen. And so I just kind of gritted my teeth and hoped and, and figured NDSU would win anyways, but hope they would win. So we didn't have to deal with them both being seeds. Cause I think USD had a real argument at being a seed. Mm-hmm. Um, but with them losing and especially all the losses like Mercer and everything like that, that made the bubble just all of a sudden become crazy clear and seeds became pretty easy. So yeah. it was wild. I mean, Jim, Jim asks, yeah, go ahead. Jim asks, is there any weight on a D2 win when that team is in the D2 playoffs? Absolutely not. There's none. Um, any D2 game, any non-Division one game, um, because some pioneer schools play D3 schools and still manage to lose. Um, but there's there's no weight uh, given to that whatsoever. Um, all The only weight is the amount of money that they make off the gate. <laughs> that's the <laughs> only weight we get out of that. Um, you know, so, and, and that's, across, that's across the board nationally. Um, that, that could have come into play for Eastern Washington getting a seed because they played a D2 team. Um, and historically, that's why SDSU, we've been so good at not about not scheduling lower division opponents because um, they don't count like that. And that can hurt your seeds and playoff chances and everything like that. We just kind of got the short end of the stick because Tarleton's a bunch of dinks and mm-hmm. canceled on us last minute. And uh, I think my daughter's watching this episode, so I'm going to behave a little better. But uh, mm-hmm. no. Um, that they you just don't get anything out of it besides a tune-up game, really. Yeah, Patrick mentions he thinks you and I's a better team than Mercer, but he thought the SoCon deserved two teams this year. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, especially when the Valley's getting six six teams in, it's it's tough for those other conferences. Yeah. But I I don't know. I mean, if you if you look at it from the point of I mean, like you said, you and I's a better team. 
and probably deserved it regardless of conference. So, mm-hmm. um, well, in I mean, the SoCon, I agree, definitely, uh, especially a couple weeks ago, felt like it deserved three, possibly three teams in the playoffs and not just one. But on the flip side, those teams didn't get get the job done. Is what it boils down to. Like mm-hmm. you can have a, I mean, if if SDSU lost this weekend, now the Valley doesn't have six teams. We got five teams, and you and I probably doesn't make it either. It might not make it either. The whole every team that need it felt like every team that needed to win this weekend to earn their spot in the playoffs lost, except for you and I. <laughs> Yeah. That's what happens, you know. And, and every team that we needed to lose to get a seed potentially won, won. by a lot. <laughs> like yeah. except for ETSU, well, that was a close game. I say ETSU. Yeah. But everybody else that was there were kind of no doubters. I was hanging on to that ETSU one and uh yeah, it didn't happen. Um, yeah. But do, do we want to get into what we think how the bracket went and how it's set up and all that? Well, let's do it. The last one I had was SDSU. Obviously, we thought that 14.5 point spread was a little big against UND. Mm-hmm. We didn't cover it. Um, it didn't stop us from picking them and from Brendan, right. Brendan from going 0-9 and in the regular season with a bang. But the good news is he only lost <laughs> – sadly, he only lost two picks to me. I only went 2-7, and seven, so I didn't, I didn't gain a whole lot right. of yeah, you're, you're crowing pretty hard here. This is <laughs> this is like the Jags talking trash to the Jets right now. Like, I mean, you gotta when you go zero and nine, man. That's <laughs> that's something. Well, I did get those two thanks to that half of a point on that. Uh, I, I picked Missouri State too, man. That wasn't that wasn't the one I got. I had Mercer and Sac State for you. But anyway, let's move on. Um, yeah, so. After yeah, Matt Matt says fade fade B team get rich. Might as well. That's it. Might That's right. Well. Um, so after we beat UND, we know we're in the playoffs. We know we're not probably not going to get a seed. So then we're sitting there waiting, like, okay, who are we going to play? Are we going to host a game? Because none of that is uh, was was a guarantee. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're like me, I was sitting watching it and. I saw the way the bracket was falling in that second quadrant with Villanova and Sac State being the, the four and five seeds there and um, the the other teams that were in it. And once UC Davis popped up, there was one more spot in that quadrant. And I was like, man, if this is if this is our spot, I like it a lot. And I bet they could have heard me in Brookings with how, how loud I yelled when they when South Dakota State <laughs> came up on there. Because not only do we get a home game, but the the quadrant that we're in just seems to be seems to have played out pretty well for us. So, um, yeah, I was I was pumped when that when that when we came across on the screen there. Yeah, um, you know it, it it's interesting how that looked because really you're thinking if you look historically regionally um, in, with how the regions and everything work out for the playoffs, they try to keep everyone within 400 miles for that bus trip feeding into those bus trips right and that's why we've gone to fargo so many times um and then you know the other option we usually have is montana so i i was really surprised that we didn't end up getting fed into montana but the you and i eastern washington makes sense because eastern washington's fairly close to montana i think they can bus there um 
And so when I saw that, um, and NDSU's AD is on the committee. That is something important to remember because you, I, I, I hear these, uh, these fans of the team down south going, well, well, we got a screw job. We got a, why do we got to face another Missouri Valley Conference? opponent and then we got to go to Fargo welcome to like six of our playoff years bud <laughs> all right we've gone through that get out of here but I promise you the NDSU AD on there was like you have two options for a bus trip to Fargo now on SDSU and USD absolutely not SDSU right absolutely not because it's happened there that NDSU fans want nothing to do with us up there and it's not even and and it's not, this isn't even me being like arrogant and going, oh, they don't want to face us because we're going to beat them. I mean, I do believe that we're not a good matchup for them, but I do believe that um, they're just A, tired of us being up there. And when you just beat a team by like a billion, you probably facing them or the, the other team you haven't faced in conference yet looks like a little bit better of a draw because the reality is, is they were going to get an MVFC team run up to him anyways. So I guarantee you he put his foot down and mm-hmm. didn't want SDSU. So they're getting USD's going up there and that's the way it is. And if you, when you call that a screw job, it, it, it's just a lack of understanding of how the committee works because they're always going to do those bus trips. And it was us or USD and USD just so happened. They didn't play Southern Illinois. And that was kind of a blessing. It could possibly be a blessing for him this year. We're about to find out in a couple days. Um, and so naturally, that made it a little easier for him to feed both Missouri Valley teams into there instead of just ourselves. So mm-hmm. um, it makes sense. Yeah, Patrick mentions here, Sac State is not the fourth best team in the nation. Uh, couldn't believe they're a four seed with their strength of schedule. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I agree. You know, we were talking about, um, you know, regardless of where they were seeded, what's kind of the power ranking of those seeds. And realistically, I think we said probably six or seven, you know, as far right. as power ranking goes. Right. But winning the big sky definitely held some weight. Mm-hmm. Um, even with that, you know, I think it, it, they were in a tough spot because they weren't going to put Montana above them. If they, mm-hmm. if Montana didn't win the Big Sky, they're not going to put them right. above Sac State, and mm-hmm. so it was just kind of like, and it probably ended up being a process of elimination. Well, it's like, well, well, Sac you know, beat Montana, right? Yeah, so you're not going to put them below Montana, right? And you know, I mean, you could flip flop Villanova and Sac State for the four or five seed, maybe, but it doesn't really make a whole lot of difference anyway. Yeah, I mean, the the only real option they might have had there when it comes to juggling those three big sky teams would have been putting Montana state over Montana and Sac state, which would have been a real bad look the day after yeah. Montana state gets slapped by Montana. So that's the thing. Their, their hands were almost tied at that point. Right. So, um, the seeds make sense. Um, the reality is, is when you're playing a seeded team, you're playing a good football team. Mm-hmm. So we're not making light of Sac state by any stretch. Um, we're not looking past UC Davis because UC Davis was one win away from being a seed as well and knocking right. out one of those other big sky teams for the seed. So, um, but I do think um, it's a general consensus that the talent level that is on SDSU this year, combined with this draw and getting a home team, we might have the best shot 
of any team since James Madison to be an unse- the first unseeded team since James Madison, like 2004, to make a run to the national championship game. Right. So yeah, let's let's pull up the uh, what do you got the, here? Chad? He's got looks like the Massey, Sagarin ratings. The Sagarin. There we go. Right on. And uh, Sam Houston is 87th. Montana 76th. South Dakota State is 93rd. Somehow Monmouth is 95th. So I don't know. Take take these ratings for what they're worth. Um, let's pull up the bracket there, Chad. All right. So let's start in the top left there. So Sam Houston got the one seed, which, you know, some people think it was controversial based on their strength schedule this year. But I think we can all agree if you go undefeated the year after a national championship, you probably deserve the one seed. They got Mm -hmm. it. Um, They get the winner of Stephen F. Austin and Incarnate Word. Um, the Stephen F. Austin one's interesting because they did give Sam Houston a little fit when they played early this year. However, uh, Schmid was not playing right. in that game, and he makes a huge difference. So mm-hmm. I don't know how much you can look into that. That'll be an interesting first-round matchup, I think, between Stephen F. Austin and Incarnate Word. Yeah, um, I, I 100% agree because Stephen F. Austin's definitely up on the ups, on the upswing, but Incarnate Word, I mean, they did – uh, beat southeastern Louisiana just a couple weeks ago in the most ridiculous um, offensive output I've ever seen between two quarterbacks. So that'll be an interesting game to watch. Um, I want Stephen F. Austin to win, A, to just get a Battle of Piney Woods rematch mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, but uh, yeah, that, I, that, that's kind of a tough one to call. I think that's a that's a pretty that's going to be a fun first round matchup to watch. Yeah, we won't make any predictions yet. We'll we'll pick spreads on all the eight first-round games a little bit later. Um, The other part of that quadrant, Montana State got the eight seed. um, And the the winner of UT Martin and Missouri State will go to Montana State. Um, Missouri State is an interesting team here. They had a good season and are playing well. And uh, if they can get, assuming they get past the UT Martin, I think they're going to give Montana State some fits. Yeah, I mean, honestly, outside of um, NDSU, arguably the the team you don't want to feet, you don't want to face, is possible to have a conversation between us and Missouri State as the number one team and unseated Missouri Valley team that you don't want to have in your bracket because. Mm. Um, I mean, they've got big wins this year. They've got a whole bunch of big wins this year. So um, Montana State, I'm sure, isn't too thrilled about having them on their side of the bracket. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I would think in that in that quadrant, I think Sam Houston is the heavy favorite. Um, yep. But then after that, I think you'd have to go maybe even 50-50 Montana State or Missouri State because um, that's even though it's at Missouri State, that's going to be a tough game, like I said. So... It'll be interesting, assuming Missouri State wins that first one, see who plays Sam Houston, and then if what they can do against Sam Houston, who knows. Right, and the the tough part, Sam Houston's never lost a home playoff game in front of all 7,000 fans that they've averaged all year, which is interesting. <laughs> but um, <laughs> shade. Hmm. Um, but uh, I, I think Montana State probably wins with it being, a, being at home, but uh, – 
you know, it will be interesting to see what sort of fight because they're not. Is I don't think it'll be a blowout when they play Sam Houston by any stretch. I mean, they're good teams. The FCS is just really deep this year, so I think all these playoff games are going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Sam Houston is blowing out either of those teams, Montana State or Missouri State, whichever one they get. So um, definitely not a super easy path for them um, to the semis, anyway. Uh, let's go over to the NDSU uh, quadrant. You've got NDSU with the two seed. Um, that was a big deal for them, getting that over JMU. Um, there was a little bit of controversy there, but I think it was the right thing for the community to do to put them at the two seed mm-hmm. uh, based on the resumes. And then the winner of Southern Illinois and USD will get fed to Fargo. Um, USD gets a home playoff game. Um that one is going to be – I don't know what to think of SIU anymore after they get after they look like they did against Youngstown, but um, it's that'll be an interesting game, and I, I have no idea how I'm going to pick that one. Right. Um, you know, if I'm looking at it, I think I would – I mean, besides my obvious uh, – our obvious personal feelings about uh, the team that's getting its first home game since before I was born, Um, and almost half the United States population was born. Um, (laughs) Southern Illinois, I think is a better, has a better setup. Their, their team is a better matchup against NDSU than the, that Yotes are because Mm -hmm. they're just able to score more points, get ahead and make NDSU chase. Um, you know, right now they're just not playing that well. Patrick says, you know, I don't think. Uh, SIU's as good as they seem. Um, you know, we watched them. Uh, first half, Southern Illinois wasn't great. Second half, Southern Illinois against SDSU was a lot better. Um, but we also saw the run they made in the spring. They didn't look that great during the spring outside of their game against NDSU in, in Carbondale. And then they went on this big tear and beat Weber. I don't think either of us expected them to go and beat Weber at Weber. So... I could see him going into USD to win and, and winning that and going up to Fargo and giving them some fits up there. Uh, but, I mean, really in the end, I think the thing that – no, it doesn't suck because I, I don't want any Missouri Valley teams to win once it's the playoffs. So, um, <laughs> you know, if I have to pick a team to make it through, I, I would really appreciate it if it was the Flying Dogs who eat children, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I, I think SIU – they're more inconsistent, but I think they're more dangerous. You know, if right. they're playing well, they're way more dangerous than the USD team. Mm-hmm. And I think have a better potential of beating NDSU. Um, the other half of that bracket, you know, is pretty light. And, you know, in my opinion, it's East Tennessee gets a seven seed and they get fed the winner of Davidson at Kennesaw state. Um, I think Kennesaw state's going to win that first game pretty easily. Um, and then it'll be interesting to see that matchup between them and East Tennessee. Um, there'll be a lot of rushing yards in that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, I don't think any of these teams have a chance, assuming NDSU makes it to the quarters. I don't think any of these teams have a chance to beat NDSU and Fargo to make it to the semis. Yeah, I don't think any of those teams uh, keep it within 30 points uh, yeah. in, in, in Fargo. They... Those teams want to be cheering hard for Southern Illinois to win. Um, right. And I think Scott Russ just said SIU seems to come up for big games. And they do. They, they, they are kind of 
one of those emotional teams. So um, obviously we're kind of done talking to him, but I could talk about him, but I could see him getting up. Um, you know, and Patrick says Kennesaw can go on a little run. Uh, a little run to like the quarters, I could see. You know, I, I just... Yeah, I, I could I could see them beating East Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, reality is, is outside of that first game that NDSU is going to have, um, the rest of the teams in their bra- in, in the bracket are teams that they want to face because they're going to try to run the ball. And one thing NDSU is great at is stopping running the ball and then steamrolling you. And unless your team is built to the level of what SDSU or JMU or Sam Houston have built their programs to, it's just not going to go well. And SoCon and, and Big South teams just aren't there. Right. Yep, I agree. And then we move on to the uh, three-seed quadrant, James Madison's quadrant, which I believe is the toughest out of all four quadrants. Mm-hmm. Um, James Madison gets a three-seed. They get the winner of Florida A&M, which yeah. is a, a new team to the, the playoffs. Um, I don't, have they made it before? Um, Florida A&M has made it before. Um, it was a long time ago. Uh, and the backstory for folks who don't know with, uh, Florida A&M or any SWAC school, uh, the SWAC has its own conference championship game. So the two teams that play in that are already out. And then their conference champion goes to the, um, the, the celebration bowl, which is the, between the MIAC and the SWAC for the HBCU's um, championship games. So really for a SWAC team to get into the playoffs is, is a really hard thing to do because none of their top two teams from the SWAC are getting picked. So their third team has to be playoff caliber, which as we've seen outside of power conferences doesn't happen very often outside of the big three. So they jumped in. Um, they got in, I think they were nine and two this year. Um, I'll be interested to see how they do. I just think Southern Illinois is going to, or Southeastern is going to do really well. Yeah. Pat, Patrick, thank you. He mentions in the late nineties, they made it like five years straight. Um, and he said he believes they had the longest playoff drought in the field this year, which makes sense. Um, oh. do we, do we know when the last time a SWAC school made it? Ah, uh, um, uh, South Carolina A and T maybe, or are they a MIAC? I don't even know. They're not A and T, but yeah, um, yeah. It the the HBCUs part of the reason um, I don't think they they haven't had a lot of success in the playoffs since like the nineties. Um, mm-hmm. Just not a lot of wins uh, there. So um, I really it's it's nice to see those teams in the playoffs. I wish. Um, the Celebration Bowl, from a selfish perspective myself, I wish Celebration Bowl didn't exist so we could see the top HBCUs jump in. Um, NCA and T would have been that team for the last five, mm-hmm. six years. Obviously, we saw that didn't quite go as they planned when they jumped into the Big South this year. But, um, yeah, I best of luck to them. It's, it's a tough draw, but like, yeah. like you said, that whole, quad, that whole quadrant outside of A&M who, uh, I mean, they could – for all they could prove to be the best team in that quadrant, but realistically speaking, every one of those other teams in there you could see going on a run and was in a conversation for a seat at some point. 
Yeah, so Florida A&M has to go to Southeastern Louisiana, who has the Walter Payton candidate, Cole Kelly, um, who can throw for a bajillion yards a game. Right. Um, that's going to be a tough first game for Florida A&M. And then uh, it'll be real interesting seeing them play JMU. I mean, I, yes, uh, assuming Southeastern Louisiana wins, but you know, it'd be crazy to see, you know, him, him go off and beat JMU. It'll be a tough, tough ask, but um, it, it'll be fun I, to watch. I would pee my panties laughing if that <laughs> happened. Um, right. I, yeah, I buy JMU. <laughs> right. Oh, on the way out the door. <laughs> right. The, their pride, because um, back when Sam Houston State was, you know, Jeremiah Briscoe was putting up gaudy numbers and winning all the all the Walter Payton awards and everything. Then they went up to JMU, got mm. absolutely roadhouse. Right. And they were a very similar team to what Southeastern Louisiana is. So they've always called it the Softland ever since and made fun of them and everything. So God forbid Southeastern Louisiana went <laughs> and beat JMU as the three seed in that. Oh, I would oh, I'd die laughing. Uh, Jamie Williams, I love you, man. Um, your fan base has a little bit of vice in effect where they're just kind of obnoxious. So, man, right. if they lost, losing to southeastern Louisiana way out the, on the way out the door would be hilarious. Yes, it would. Um, and there's and a real possibility. Go... I mean, they start hitting. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If, if their offense starts to click with Cole Kelly, who looks to be a real deal NFL prospect quarterback, I think he's like six seven or something silly. Mm-hmm. Um, if that offense starts to click, man, they're gonna jam. You's not gonna be able to keep up, right? Yep. And then we go to the other uh, part of that bracket, um, which is six seed Montana, and they get the winner of Northern Iowa at Eastern Washington. Which I think this is the toughest three team pod in the whole bracket. Yep. Um, even though Northern Iowa was the last two, maybe the last team in the in the playoffs, we mm. know how tough they are and how well they can play. They have been inconsistent this year, but we know they always get up for the playoffs. Um, so uh, it's going to be tough to go into Eastern Washington and beat them. But, I mean, if anybody can do it, you and I is one of the teams. Yeah. Um, you and I, as we know all too well, is – fully capable of, of beating anybody. And I think, uh, uh, I think it was Kyler Neal said um, on the FCS fans nation bracket reaction podcast, you and I is capable of beating anybody in the top 25 any day of the week, but -hmm. they're also capable of losing to anybody in the country any day of the week. (laughs) It depends which one shows up. Um, Because I mean, some of their losses to the end of the year was like, what do you, what do you guys do? doing but um you know you and i could certainly go out they're the type of team that eastern washington struggled with um you know real good defense with good pass defense um you know and a and a and a punishing line you know they they very much have a real shot in that game um (laughs) i uh a friend of mine who's a uni fan is super pissed because then they have the opportunity to go to montana and go Oh, and eight against Montana historically. <laughs> yeah, it'll it'll be interesting. Uh, Dallas mentioned, "Hey, Dallas, uh, agreed." Hey, Montana Dallas. got a rough draw. Uh, yeah, I mean that's uh, no matter who wins that game, they're going to have a tough team coming into Montana uh, to play. 
I do think it'll probably be Eastern Washington, but um, I, yes, I'll, I, I see, I can see Eastern Washington going on a big run. I think Eric Perry is very talented, and I think that Eastern Washington probably should have got a seed. I know why they didn't, but they're very, they were probably the first team on the outside looking into the seeds. Yeah. Um, and so I, th- I think it's a team along with us that is very capable of going on a run being unseated. Well, that bracket that I saw yours, you sh- was that shared publicly or was that in our group? That was just in our group. We, so, uh, so I should not, I should not tell everyone the ridiculous well, amount of faith you have well, in Eastern Washington. Just well, or are we well, going to save this for later? We'll save it for a little later. After we make our picks of the first round games, we'll just say okay. who our picks to be in the championship are. All right. All right. So uh, then we get to our quadrant, uh, which I said the JMU's was the easiest quadrant or the, the most difficult quadrant. I think we got the easiest quadrant. I yes. think that um, power ranking wise, I think that Sac State and Villanova are like the maybe six and seven as far as the top eight. Um, and they got the four and five seed and we ended up in their quadrant. Um, Villanova is the five seed. They get fed the winner of S- Sacred Heart at Holy Cross. Um, I don't think I don't think it matters who wins that first game. I don't think they have a chance against Villanova. Do you? No. <laughs> well, yeah. um, you know, Holy Cross. I, Holy Cross is going to win that game. And people forget Holy Cross had an FBS win this year. In the beginning of the year, they won an FBS game. Um, and they beat an Ivy, I believe they beat an Ivy League school too, uh, which Patriot League teams don't do terribly often. So, um, you know, it, I could, I, I don't think it's going to happen, but I also remember a CAA team uh, leading into a game that we were going to be on the road. It was Towson, I believe, losing to Duquesne in the game leading up to our matchup with them, and we ended up getting a home game out of it. So I I wouldn't pass out if it happened. I mean, it'd be great because if we get that far, it'd be a potential home game for us. Um, Matt asks, you guys see the Eastern Washington receiver running his mouth about Montana already? I did not see that, but um, I like it. Uh, but they, they better worry about you and I first. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, about you and I, because boy, that's going to be a mistake if you're focused on that one. That's uh, yeah. If man, if they're already doing that, you're really going to regret your bracket. Um, yes, if they're yeah. already focused on that, how much playoff experience does you and I have though? Really, uh, they have enough experience that I think they've only lost a first round game once. And if you're gonna I don't think we are the fan base to be chirping about you and I playoff experience because it was two years ago that they beat us in Brookings. Right. So, yeah, exactly. um, you know, just to be fair, they, they uh, yeah, they've got yeah. that going for them. Oh, Seth. Okay. Right. It would have been a home game against Towson anyway. So, all right. I stand corrected, but still like that, that game should have never happened. Never should have had, like, we should not have been playing Duquesne. It should have, that was an unbelievable upset. Yeah. So then we go to our pod in the bracket and we've got UC Davis coming into town, coming to Brookings, uh, credit to sell, uh, Matt and Kyle talked about it. Um, 
betting enough to get a home game against UC Davis, who has a lot of money. Have a lot um, of money. Not necessarily. Not that they necessarily put that money into bidding for playoff games, but um, I mean, we had to put in a pretty decent bid to, to make sure we had got a home game. So um, I, let's make it worth it. Um, yes, this may be the only home game we get through the whole playoffs. Yep. Um, so let's let's show up in big numbers, bring friends. It's going to be a pretty nice day again for late November. Um, let's take advantage of it because th- these don't happen real often. Yeah, and I think uh, we need to, as a fan base, appreciate um, the, what the administration's done with getting these. If it's not going to Fargo or going to Montana, where they're going to be putting in a bid based off of 20,000 fans or more at that game, then um, we've won every bid every time. It's mm-hmm. been a home game for us. So the, the, and, and, Let's be honest. Let's call a spade a spade here. Our playoff attendance does not demand a bid to win every bid like that. That is the administration stepping up to the plate to do everything they can to help this team win a national title is what that is. And as a fan base, we should appreciate that. We should show up and show our appreciation by putting our butts in seats and being loud at the game and doing everything we can in our power to help the team make it. Um, You know, we did great for the majority of the season. It's a brand new season right now. If you're a Jax fan, don't have a ton of optimism and enough optimism to to go to the game. Um, I guess I don't, you must be a Vikings fan. I guess. I don't know how (laughs) else to phrase that because you just said it's no fun at parties or something because it's (laughs) the playoffs, baby. And I mean, this is such a talented squad we got. Get to the get to the field. Let's be loud and watch watch some stuff do work. Right, and like you said, we got to credit the administration and not take it take it for granted. You, know, you look at a team like UNI; they got outbid by an Eastern Washington team who normally doesn't have real good playoff attendance either. So they probably didn't bid a whole lot, and UNI didn't bid enough for a playoff game. Eastern Washington just had it put to a vote in a study done about dropping classifications or dropping right. football altogether, and they lost the bid to them. Right. And we're beating Richie Rich UC Davis out for a home playoff deal. That's a big damn deal. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like Patrick says, Davis is friggin' rich. It's been impressive. Y'all I bit him. Uh, yeah. Like I said, I mean, I, I don't know how much they put into their playoff bids, but. They have the money to do it if they want to. So, again, don't take it for granted. Let's let's fill the Dana on Saturday. Um, big game. Yes, we have seen what the point spread is. We will tell it to you shortly. Stay tuned. Mm-hmm. Hang in there after and our bracket preview is done. Bum, go, bum, to, bum. go to commercial. No. <laughs> and cuts a break. Anyways, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Stop on down to Jackrab- Jackrabbit Central for your Black Friday deals. 30% off off all online line orders. Actually, that's real, guys. Uh, that is Central real. is doing yes. 30% off for Black Friday. I'm just that much of a professional that I'm able to work it into a bit. So I, I was impressed by that. Yeah. Right I, I thought off, it was going to be yeah. a joke, and then you actually you really did it. Yeah, I, I went all in for that. So, yeah, Jackrabbit <laughs> Illustrated, or Jackrabbit Illustrated, big Jackrabbit Central people, you know. Brendan's the consummate professional, you know. Mm. He can do reads. With the best of them, even better than Sean. I mean, honestly, yeah. Well, I mean, who who can't do a better read than 
Brandon must have glitched out there, but I think he did. Yeah, uh, that's all right. So to finish what Brandon was talking about, uh, yes, the bookstore is having a sale, and it's on Black Friday. It is thirty percent off of this. I believe everything. Biggest sale of the year. 30% off December 3rd. Um, or no, excuse me. The one in store is December 3rd. The Black Friday one is November 26th, 30% off um, online only. So go stock up on your Jack's gear on Friday, November 26th for Black Friday. Um, thank you to Jack Rabbit Central for being a, being a sponsor. Uh yeah, uh, <laughs> Matt says Brendan deserves a raise uh, unless he can't finish the read. Then, yeah, you really screwed the pooch on that one. You you were this close, this close to a raise. Now he's he's trying to get into the stream. Chad's not paying attention. I'll add him. I'm here. I'm here. It's, <laughs> I blame I blame my my iPhone in Canada. For I can only do so much happened. at once. Sorry, and Chad. Right. I, I blame a lot of what happened on Chad. All of it, mostly. If I, if <laughs> I, I have an Android anything. phone or what? Yeah, you hate seeing if, the green if, bubbles. Get I, over I so. hate the color green in general. So if you, <laughs> if I didn't have your green on my phone, we wouldn't have these tech issues. <laughs> so uh, to, to, before we get to picks, to finish up the bracket talk, I just wanted to look at the potential path for SDSU. Um, we've kind of talked about the bracket as a whole. But this is an SDSU show, so we're going to talk about SDSU specific path through it. Um, Mom, I got a raise. Obviously, <laughs> obviously, we've got to get past UC Davis first. Um, that is a team that we we can't look past. Um, it's a they did ha, had some good wins in the Big Sky. Um, if we do get past them, we would go to Sacramento State, um, who won the Big Sky. Um, they had some, some good games, some bad games. Um, if you look at them, so it, uh, it's, it's kind of hard to tell the big sky was kind of crazy this year. They were, everybody was beating everybody. Um, and Sac state just kind of ended out on the top. Um, if I, if I remember right, they didn't play, who did they not play? Some of the, a couple of the top big sky Sac teams. State? Yeah. Sac state didn't play Montana state or Eastern Washington. I right. Believe. Right. So, yeah. So, like, to the best. Yeah. That's the thing is, I mean, they got the four seed. They did win the big sky, but they didn't play two of the two of the top four teams in the big sky. Um, so, that, you know, they got kind of lucky there. And their reward for doing that is getting fed uh, potentially us, one of the, yep. one of, if not the most dangerous unseeded team in the playoffs. Um, so not a great draw for Sac State, really good draw for us, in my opinion. Um, it will be a tough trip. I mean, we'll have to go out to, um, out to California to play that game. And then if we win that game, we would potentially have to turn around and fly all the way across the country to Philadelphia to play Villanova, assuming Villanova wins. Um, right. So that in itself is very, a very difficult task. Um, if we do that, I, I still think that it's it's interesting that we will probably be favored in against UC Davis for sure, probably against Sac State, and even probably against Villanova. For an unseeded team to be favored mm -hmm. all the way to the quarters is not uh, a usual thing. 
Um, no. So it, it just kind of speaks to the the potential of this team and how it's you know, we do have those three losses, but we're still a very good team and capable of making a deep run in the playoffs. Right. Uh, yeah, you're absolutely right on that. Um, on the travel thing, what is what is really unique? Um, Davis is 20 miles away from Sac State, their campus. So if we'd have been on the road, we could have periodically yeah. <laughs> walked there throughout the week right. and made it, made it in less distance than, than, a, than a marathon to get there. Um, but, you know, on the, on the whole travel thing, though, on a serious note, if you for work had to fly one week to Sacramento and then the next week you flew to Philly and then the next week you flew to Texas and then you flew home and then you flew back to Texas again, you would be worn out. Mm-hmm. So let's, <clears throat> before we get too far ahead of ourselves, this is a, <clears throat> this will be a phenomenal challenge in front of the guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, we're going to be favored probably up at least till Villanova. So that is the real, there's real opportunity here for this team to become something legendary. There's a real opportunity for this team to take what happened two weeks ago and completely take it from being a big victory for the team down south and get to point back at that and go, that was it. That's where it turned around, mm-hmm. and we became the first at SDSU. So um, I, I can't wait for the, I can't wait for Saturday, and I can't wait for this all to get started. Yeah, so that trip to Texas that he was talking about after the trip to Philly would potentially be to Sam Houston. Um, that's assuming that Sam Houston wins their side of the bracket. Um, mm-hmm. we, we mentioned that it'll be interesting to see if Missouri State or Montana State can give him a fight. If Missouri State would happen to beat Sam Houston, we could potentially host the semifinals against Missouri State, um, which would be pretty cool. But that's wishful thinking. You know, it's probably not going to happen, but it could. Um, so that's, I guess, if you're going to root for another team in the playoffs, root for Missouri State at this point to uh, take down Montana right. State. And, well, and first root for Holy Cross to take down Villanova because then we we could get a home game there for sure, um, assuming we take care of business at Sac State. But anyway, uh, and then obviously if we would beat potentially Sam Houston, we'd go to Frisco and um, face whoever whoever made it from the other side of the bracket which is going to be a dog dog fight on the other side too. Um, but let's get into the first round matchups. Um, the first one that we're going to pick is the Stephen F. Austin at Incarnate Word game. Incarnate Word is favored by two and a half points at home. I'll go first. Oof. I'll take Incarnate Word in that one. All right. Well, I'm going to go Stephen F. Austin. I got to catch up. Yeah, you do have. And I got a rep. I got a rep for our boy Dustin, the ref. So that's give me true. Stephen Sorry, Sorry, Rev. That's my bad. Um, boo! Cardboard Rev is going to be mad at you. <laughs> You're lucky I drilled him to a wall in my garage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we'll we'll go opposite on that one, and then we've got UT Martin goes to Missouri State, who is favored by 15 at home. That's a big spread. Whoa, I'll take the Bears. I, I, I look t- for them to come out in a big way and make a big statement yeah. in the playoffs for the first time in forever. Yep, I will too. Um, I think that 
Yeah, I think they have the potential to make a run in this playoffs, and I think they they start out um, with with a good win against UT Martin, um, and then go to Montana State and see what they can do there. Um, Patrick says, "Give me Missouri State, but Martin covers." Yeah, that could potentially happen. Um, I just see Missouri State kind of running away with this one. Um, so we'll both take Missouri State there. And then we'll pick the Florida A&M at Southeastern Louisiana game. Southeastern Louisiana is favored by 12 and a half. I'll take Southeastern Louisiana there to cover. I think Cole Kelly um, gets on a roll and uh, plays pretty well in that one. What was the spread for that game? 12 and a half. Sela. Yeah, I'll take Sela. It, it, um, first time in the playoffs on the road. That's a against that high powered of an offense is a bad recipe, I think. So, um, I'll take the offensive firepower in that first round. Yep. Uh, who's hosting that one? Southeastern Louisiana is hosting that one. Um, if you look at the bracket, all the bottom teams are the home teams. Which it was kind of silly how they didn't make that evident. Even when they were like doing right. the selection, they they were like, "Right, these two teams play each other." And then like right. they might they mentioned a couple times like, "Oh, they're hosting," but like, why mm-hmm. wouldn't you put it in the graphic? And then they called NDSU North Dakota, which is hilarious. Oh god, and... that's funny. I love it. <laughs> but it was it's uh, funny it's when just... it's not us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, if they would have popped up San Diego State, I would have lost my mind. Oh. I'd have... Just blew blew my lid. I'd have been throwing a tantrum on Twitter for like a week, or even just like accidentally put South Dakota there, and then like USD comes up later in the bracket, right. and then we're all confused. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'll leave I mean, obviously end. we're better at throwing tantrums because only us, only we have gotten uh, Scott Van Pelt to wear a net hat on and all our swag on his show. So, right, it would have been better like if UND was a potential seed. And they were like, should have oh, been like a five god. or six seed. And then, oh my god, Fargo went to the ground. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Dallas says, "How dare they disrespect the most important team in football?" Exactly. Um, Patrick says, "If it's close, he think he thinks Florida A and M wins." But uh, But he says, "Give me, give me Sela coming off the tough loss." Um, the next game we've got is in that quadrant is Northern Iowa goes to Eastern Washington. Eastern Washington is favored only by three and a half in this one. Oh, for, against a team that was probably the last team in the playoffs. So that tells you how tough Eastern UNI is. Uh, I will take the Eagles at home on the, on the Inferno. They're just too good there. I will too. You know, I think UNI has a potential to to give them some problems, but I think Barry is going to be too much. And uh, yeah, I'll take, I'll take you Eastern Washington as well. Then we'll go to the quadrant uh, JMU's quadrant with, or excuse me, NDSU's quadrant um, with Davidson going to Kennesaw state. This is the biggest spread of the weekend. Kennesaw state is favored by 23 and a half. Yeah, but, yeah, I'll take Kennesaw anyways. I think I will too. I don't think there's any way that Davidson puts up a fight there. Well, it, that's a tough one because they both run the triple. Yeah. So it uh, that game's going to go quick. 
it's that's entirely true. possible. It's gonna be tough to and pull away that far. Scores a touchdown. It could yeah. be twenty-four <laughs> to seven, and they don't cover because they right. just burned the whole game away running the ball. I'm, I'm gonna stick with my first answer. Yeah. Can't go all nine twice, right? Especially when <laughs> you're only picking eight games. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. All right. Uh, and Kennesaw State does have a chip on their shoulder. I think, you know, they it's it's dumb, but they see some of the rankings where they're ranked like in the top eight and they're like, oh, we should have got a seed. And they're apparently the rankings don't matter. Well, some of them don't matter at all. So, yeah, anyway, the rankings don't matter. You're right. They don't. <laughs> But, they should listen to us more because I think we said like four or five times this year that the rankings don't matter. The committee has their own, but right. Exactly. You know. So, and then the other game in that quadrant is Southern Illinois going to USD. Uh, USD, like you said, is the, it's the, that's the first time they've hosted a playoff game. Is it in the, in the D one era for sure? Uh, it's since 1986, 86. That's a while ago. Uh, I wasn't born then. Um, no. So congrats to them. But the unfortunate part is they're home dogs. The SIU what? is favored by two and a half at USD. That's crazy. Are we calling this one a dog fight? Just oh, nah, there you go. <laughs> uh, very nice. Uh, that's our type of comedy right there. Uh <laughs> I'll take. Uh, I'm just gonna close my eyes and go. I mean, choose USD because I hope I'm bad luck. <laughs> I I'll take Southern Illinois. Um, I think that they'll bounce back, and I think USD. I mean, they're not getting a break after playing SDSU and NDSU back to back. That's that's tough to come off of. So. I'll take Southern Illinois. Um, apparently, they didn't expend much energy against uh, Youngstown State, so they'll probably be well rested. Right. <laughs> oh, it's brutal. Um, and then we've got our quadrant. Uh, Sacred Heart goes to Holy Cross. Uh, like you said, Holy Cross is likely to win that one, but will they cover the spread? They're favored by 20. Oof. I think they will. I think they will. Give me Holy Cross. All right, I'll go opposite on this one. Um, I think that's too many points. And then we've got the big one. UC Davis comes to SDSU. I know you don't know the spread on this one, so I'm going to make you guess it. Oh, uh, it's going to be every one of the every time I've guessed just what I think would be ridiculous, but not too ridiculous. I've been close. All year, so I am going to go and say we are favored by 16 and a half points. So you say 16 and a half, Chad, in the, in the little video down there says 15, I think he said. Um, well, you're very, very close. We're favored by 17. Wow. 17, I'm exactly. good at this. How can I pick the spreads like that, but I can't pick the right teams? This is yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if we had a game where you guessed the spreads, you'd be great at it. But I know. Um, but no, uh, so yeah, we're favored by 17 at home, which again doesn't I mean it means something. It means we should win. That's mm-hmm. that's what it means. Um, but we've seen against Southern Illinois, 
UNI, USD. We were favored against all three of those teams, and we ended up losing the game outright. Not not just not covering, we lost right. the game outright. I would have to go back and look, but I think that the only game that we were favored in and didn't cover was against UND this last game. Um, mm-hmm. I'm saying when we won. The, the only game that we won and didn't cover the spread was against UND. Um, and so it'll... Uh, 17 is tough. Uh, UC Davis is. is is a decent Big Sky team. Um, they've got some weapons. Uh, if you're looking for a breakdown, go watch Matt and Kyle's show. Um, they break down UC Davis well. Um, I think our guys are going to be highly motivated. I think they um, had a very tough Missouri Valley schedule, and now we finally get to play some teams that aren't in the Missouri Valley. Um, some teams that aren't familiar with us, as familiar with us, and um, yeah, I think I, th- I think we have a good game here and win. We, we'll win by I'll say twenty. I thought you were going to pick a score, and I was going to drive back nope. to South Dakota to throw <laughs> something at you. Um, yeah, uh, you know, I you took the words right out of my mouth. You know, yeah, those games we lost, but those were the familiar familiar teams mm. who are extremely familiar with what we do how we play now it's one week a lead up for someone to plan for us and yeah that's flipped for us as well um but i do think the talent tends to shine through in games like that so i'm gonna go ahead and take the jacks in this game um hopefully we have a great playoff crowd should be beautiful weather um and hopefully it's just raucous enough to drive uc davis nuts So, Phil the Dana, um, we're both taking SDSU to cover, which is dangerous, but I do think I, th- I think we'll have a good game. We'll, uh, yeah, I'm not going to make a score prediction. Um, Where's Kenny thing, Loggins when you need him? Last thing we're going to do is uh, we're going to pick our picks to make it to Frisco. I, I'll go first. I'll take SDSU on our half, and... Uh, as Brendan alluded to, I'm taking Eastern Washington to go on a big run. He thinks he thinks I'm ridiculous. What? Well, I think that they have a, g- a good chance of beating you and I. I think that Montana they are playing well right now, um, but I think Eastern Washington beats Montana. Um, I don't. It's a tough path. I'll say that it is a tough path, but I you think, think, yeah, I think, but I just I think Barry is that good. I think he's got the potential to go off in the playoffs, and so yeah, I'll take them to make a run. Um, like you said, it's going to be a legendary run, uh, taking down UNI, going to Montana, to yeah. JMU, potentially to yeah. Fargo, um, but I don't know. That's my pick. What, what do you got, Barry? <clears throat> I just want you to recognize what you're picking. I just I, you're picking something that hasn't happened since 2004 on both sides of the bracket. Twice, yes. <laughs> one side of the bracket. Hey man, we if talked- you look at the route they have to go, would be through every one of what you what every FCS fan off the top of their heads. If you said name the top three toughest places to play on the road in the FCS, go. They would go. 
uh, Fargo, Bridgeforth, Montana. And <laughs> they have to play at all of them. I know they have it's to tough. Play at all of them. We've talked they have all to play year. At all of them. We've and, talked and all every year. Te- they lost month. Every team they've lost to has been a really good offensive. They're really good defensive team with a good rushing attack, and that's what all those teams that you're taking them over are. So, I'm I, just, I just saying. I, I okay. I just want we, you to know what horse I know you're picking what in this race. Okay. I know. Um, I know that. I'm going um, marker game 2.0. That would be a lot of fun. That um, would be a lot of fun. Before we move it's, on from my pick, uh, we have said all year that there's a lot of parity in the FCS. If something crazy like that's going to happen, it's this year. Um, I think that the the top 15. Now, maybe 12, there's a lot of parity in there, and more so than ever. Um, and so that's kind of my backing uh, for that pick. And also, I just want to get into Kylie Neal's good graces. Um, he Wow. Why? Uh, what did he threaten your family? No. <laughs> Blink no, twice just... as you're being held hostage. <laughs> By Kyler? <laughs> uh, no. I do. I, I think. I think they go on a run. We'll see. I could be totally. They could lose to North. I mean, they're only favored by two and a half. They could lose to Northern Iowa this weekend or three and a half. But we'll. Uh, yeah, Patrick's on my side. He's he's all. I'm in sensing on. Patrick is a Eastern Washington fan, especially since he I, said he was going to be at the game on Saturday. Get that I think the correct term is Ewu. No, ne- <laughs> we never say that again on this podcast. <laughs> never again. We're not that pot. We're not that. We're not those kind of people. All right. Well, I got to get going to the Jacks game at the Pentagon. Brennan's got to go eat some. I got family and visitors, so. Eat eat some supper. We don't have time to talk about the Missouri Valley Honors. Um, What is this? The offensive player of the year. Missouri State quarterback was the Missouri State quarterback, Jason Shelley. We don't have time to be mad about I just thought I'd throw it up. So okay, that's fine. That's we can all. talk about it next Good week. Good Lord. We'll talk about this next week. Good Lord is right. I got to go. So. All right, I do too. Like always, go big, go blue, go, go Jacks. Jacks. Well, now he's early. Look at this guy. He's just the this cadence, guy. man. This podcast has been brought to you by Jackrabbit Illustrated. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Drake's Place in Bottle, and to Jackrabbit Central and Shenanigans. Subscribe to this podcast in all of the Jackrabbit Illustrated podcasts and like and follow Jackrabbit Illustrated on Facebook and Twitter. And go big, go blue, go Jacks! Horns down!